Good evening from Los Angeles. This is Holiday Kirk. You're listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. With me today are my co-hosts, Wolf. Hello. Z. What's up? Cran. Well, hello there. Holy shit this time, y'all. I'm a little starstruck. We got celebrity guests in the building. Creators of the album, Celebrity Therapist. Folks, give it up. Callous Cowboys. Hey. What's up? Hey, everybody. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Nope. All right, moving All right, on. Let's get into it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, I'm Carson. I sing for the Callous Cowboys. I'm Dan. I play guitar in the Callous Cowboys. And I'm Stan. I play bass in chat pile. <laughs> it's a- I'm also Stan. I play guitar in Great Haven. <laughs> we should we should just fake we should cut in Stin's introduction to every episode. <laughs> I agree. Just, I agree. Oh, Stin? Stin. Like, S-T-I-N? That's correct. That's hard. Love those guys. Love those guys. Love those guys. Okay. Um, you guys had an incredible 2022, huh? Felt like every single day you were on some sort of uh some sort of best of list. And then you got 2023 started with someone getting your album cover tattooed on them. That was yeah, fucked up. That's awesome. Yeah. I, was, I mean, was, I think it's well, okay. Not a lot of Dowboys tattoos exist. And um, this is definitely like the highest production value and also the first time someone's done like the album art on them um so i'm i was mega stoked on it um it it was just like it's such a big compliment how do you how do you take a compliment like that you know yeah that's a good point it is hard there is no like rule book for someone being like i got your fucking album cover tattooed on me right oh thank you so much it's just like very cool though yeah this will be on me till i die yeah no it's awesome that's very cool I hope we don't disappoint him with a terrible third new metal record. <laughs> Please, guys, don't get canceled. Not yet, at least. Okay. Anyway, there's so many people out there with brand new tattoos. Okay, here we go. Me, specifically. What's get up? fucked, really? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, I do. Good you do. I do. Oh, man. All right. No, we are going to move I'll show on. you at the show. I'll show you at the totally, show. Totally a subject for another day. Um, do you guys just want to talk us through though? I want you to tell the people because you know people are, are here for system, but I want people to be here for the Dow Boys too. Do you want to talk us a little bit through of uh how that 2022 went and what's in store for next year? Sure. Um, I guess I'll I guess I'll take this. Um yeah, I mean, we have so much touring lined up. Um, I mean, 2022 was like the best year of our lives as a band. Um I mean, period. We, yeah we've been a band since 2016 um and like you know started it mostly as a joke because a a spot needed to be filled at a show and uh it's pretty crazy that like we got to go on tour with avatar and rollo tomasi and gray haven last year that's kind of insane um but yeah uh we're starting 2023 off with some banger tours one that got announced one that is like one of the coolest tours we've ever gotten and i can't say anything about it um no you're yeah all good Um, all good all good i'm excited but all good all good but uh yeah that one's that one's nuts um yeah uh the i mean i guess the biggest thing is uh dan and i are writing a new record (laughs) so uh yeah no and that's been that's been very cool we uh i we got hit up by somebody kind of legendary uh who wants to take the production spot of things so uh we'll see where that goes i don't rick fucking I don't rubin you heard it here folks that's right yeah you heard it here first 
Rick Rubin, producer, producer of the System of a Down self-titled. And you know what? I feel like you could do a whole episode on System of a Down self-titled record. In fact, this is just that episode. So let's talk about it. Uh, System of a Down self-titled debut record. Now, would you this this? I think one of the first things you guys were reached out about to me, I I had posted one of your songs, and it was a bit of a moment. And then you guys turned around and covered the first track off this System of a Down self-titled album, Sweet Pea. Took me, I had to get a hold of that one, post that one too. Um, would you say System of a Down is an influence on the Dow Boys? Big time. Yeah, Huge. I mean, uh, I think that like if there was any band that we like, we're like, we want our career to look like this weird bands because I, I think we... That band shouldn't be famous, but they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Them and Korn, like it doesn't make any sense that they sound like they do and they're so huge. So Only in this genre could exactly. that happen. Only well, at in the same genre. time, like, like, Horn is massive, like, one of the biggest metal bands to ever exist, period. Same with System. So, so it's yeah, like, no. but System of a Down are like twice as big. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, but yeah. they kind of transcend, like, the, the whole new metal crowd, also. I mean, you'll hear it at any fucking jack off gym on the planet. You'll, like, Chop Suey will come on the radio, Toxicity. Um, People lose their shit. Yeah. But yeah. you guys go to Jack Off Gym, too? Yeah, it's absolutely. Awesome. It's called Crunch Fitness. Yeah, I, I I would cite them as a pretty big influence. Did we did we decide to do that cover because Kirk posted us? No, Maddie and I wanted to do the cover for a yeah. while. We wanted to do Sugar for a while, but then we're like, I just showed her the riff, the intro riff, and she's like, oh, we should do this. And everyone yeah. else in the band already knew how to play it because it's literally like two notes the entire time. It's awesome. Yeah, six song. And also, like, maybe the best thing to do after like we would play it immediately after our slowest song that sounds like Linkin Park and we would immediately play Sweet Pea and it would just be like okay perfect this this works out great total pandemonium total total and complete pandemonium yes I, I think that every show that was like the most violent part of the set for sure I remember specifically like people just I remember once like we played the um like the first little line of that intro and someone was just like oh my fucking god it was it was me. I was yeah. trying to play it. I heard you from across the country. <laughs> that yeah. is an incredible reaction, actually. Yeah. Um, so 1995, right? System of a down Jesus start making Christ, really? No, right. not when oh. that's not when the album came out. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, about 98. okay. 95 is when they started performing um in Los Angeles, especially clubs like the Whiskey, uh, as soil. Uh, and at the time, they were part of that like circulating LA uh, metal scene with, along with like Cold Chamber and Static X making waves in that sort of area, doing like the whiskey in the Viper room. And then they get signed to Velvet Hammer, which is a management group. Yeah, uh, yeah, Velvet Hammer is like a management group, and then make it to American Recordings, where they get produced by uh, Rick Rubin. Album comes out. When does the album come out? Ninety seven or ninety eight? Ninety eight. Ninety eight does i mean it's a kind of a slow burner i think like a lot of new metal bands in this period it was uh they were a band that had a really distinct image they were very memorable and then they toured like crazy behind it and yeah. it sort of ended up i'm trying to think by the time toxicity came out if it would be platinum or gold it might have just been gold but yeah it was a pretty i don't know if it was a big deal does anyone here 
Do any of the elders in the house remember like seeing this band or if the hype was getting to them at the time? I was dating a girl in high school who saw them open from the biscuit in 2000, very early 2000, because I hadn't graduated yet. And to me, they were a big deal. I had a buddy who had the album at the time. That's the best fucking band. They gave him money to get me a t-shirt. But no, as far as like a national platform goes, they weren't poised to break or anything at that point. Your microphone sounds like it's from early 2000. What about now? Nope, still sound like you're on the That might be my voice. It's not. If it is, then man, that's really interesting because I don't know how you'd be doing that to your voice. Check. We can make it. We can make it through. I would check your input though. It might be on the wrong thing. I'm gonna press on. Um, so let's just try this one out for size. Does anyone here consider this their favorite system album? Not really. No. One hundred percent. Yes. I counted it out today. I like seven songs on this record, and it might not even be that many. Give me this. Which ones do you... And calm down, calm You're down. Crazy. Other people have to talk. I feel like someone's got to fight for this. Does anyone else see here? I mean, Dan's going to fight me on it, but yeah. It's the only system record. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You don't like you don't like any... Cran, you don't like any system album except this one. I like Toxicity. I don't love Toxicity. That's I weird. think this one's That's a not lot. what you said the other day. You said you hate toxicity. I hate what it's become. I hate how famous it is, considering how much better the self-titled is. To me, the self-titled, I like the self-titled more than toxicity too, because the self-titled is more consistent, whereas toxicity is just dominated by the singles, the big songs. It's like, and I think that everything else suffers because of that. But this one I think stays super consistent throughout. So I would really because I, I I feel the opposite. Once you get to to i don't like suggestions i don't like devil um once you get to mind though mind is the worst song this band is ever. whoa and hold the fuck up i think that i think that i think the self-title has one weak track on it and it's soil and even that song's not horrible but that was like i see i like some soil like took me the longest to actually enjoy soil is and, amazing this is crazy i know it, this is it's going so weird like rails I, I don't know. Like, Soil took a really long time for me to like it. It took me until I was, like, 22 to really get into it. And I've been listening to System since I was, like, 13. And then I, like, started caring more about lyricism in songs. And I'm like, oh, Soil is amazing. But I, t- I still think it's the weakest song on the record. But it also has, like, the weirdest side yeah. signatures. Let me check on something real quick. What would you two, what would our Dow boys in the house give this album out of 10? Just give it a Nine. rough. Nine? Nine for Dan, yeah. Uh, can I do halves or no? Yes. Six and a half. Woo! Damn. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I, I listened to this at the gym today while while I was working out. Um, and great, great gym record. Um, but then I listened to Toxicity, and it could be because I was still at the gym, but I, I don't know. Toxicity as far as flow and quality goes just blows this album out of the water yeah toxicity uh, feels like every song could have been a single yeah that, are you that's, fucking kidding me no it yeah, doesn't it feels, it feels completely the opposite of that it feels like it had three singles and then a bunch of short filler tracks because yeah like, they're dope they're awesome 
And I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you that it is dope. I agree with that. But when you say every song could have been a single, like no fucking bouncer, forest, or deer dance, those couldn't have been singles. Bounce and X are the are the worst. Bounce songs fucking sucks. Bounce rules. Bounce is a oh, great man. song. Awesome. I'm gonna take a breather. I'm gonna, I I'm, gonna take a I'm gonna take a second. Cran, we're gonna have to fucking fight when well, we, we were up gonna be crazy. Cover bounce because it has like the part where it's like jump up and. Yeah. Awesome. But I think Bounce and X are the weakest songs on that record, but not by very much. Here's here's what makes System such a fun band is because you can take certain individual things that each one of them are doing and be like, that's the song where this happens. You know what I mean? It's like almost every song has its own little hook or gimmick to it, which I love. Uh, that's one of my favorite things about them as a band. And there are so few of those on the self-titled after uh, War. After the song War, that's where it just like falls off completely. Like Mind, Peephole, Cubert, and Peephole Dark. Peephole is so cool. Peephole is boring as shit. No, it's not. People, I'm going to agree with Carson here. I think Peephole is the worst song on the album. And you want to know good. why? Because it sounds like everything on Toxicity. That's a weird take. I can't I, I can't abide by that. So I, I actually can like kind of agree with you on that one, but from a better light, which is to me again, it's like all of this just hits upon the correct notes enough that it feels very, very, very consistent. Another thing is that I love how this album sounds. I think it's produced really well. Yes. I've I've, I've yeah. always really enjoyed how much it sounds like the guitars are being played out of fucking amps. I like how the drum sounds kind of have a flat smash to them. I love how the vocals have that closed mic intensity. Like to me, it sounds like four dudes in a room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Not, this isn't a criticism at all. But when I hear like Terry Date, to me, Terry Date's production style is like every single instrument is mic to perfection and mm -hmm. the singers in a booth and like this and that. But to me, this is more like it's it's just Rick Rubin letting these guys really tear into it and then mixing it really or handing it off to his engineer and letting him Did, fix everything. Terry Date have anything to do with um any system record? What? Oh, Terry Date. I highly doubt it. I was just you using that. Terry Date. I was just like, I don't know what that what that had to do with it. He just went oh. by comparison. Yeah, I was using oh, that okay. just as contrast, just because Terry Date would be the example of something like a, a of a production style that I would say is further from this. Obviously, brilliant on its own merits. Who was the worst producer of this era? Who just fucking? I think <laughs> we I, always talk about good producers. I mean, I, so I love the way this record sounds. Um, I I love that, like, it showcases how shitty of a guitar player Darren is. Uh, I think that's, like, one of the favorite parts of it is, like, you're just like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Um, but uh, the I, as far as, like, bad producers of that era, I don't know. You'd have to look to more regional stuff. I mean, like... I, not new metal, but I think the Bright Eyes records from that era are like not produced very well. But that's like what makes them fun to listen to and stuff like that. I don't know. You want a hot take about that? I think the I think the worst produ producer of that era is Rick Rubin. Go off, um, because all he does is just make everything really loud, which works. But I know they're not technically new metal, but compare like coma. Uh, uh, fuck. What's um. Oh, that Delouse, one. In the, Delouse in the Comatorium by Mars Volta, which He's is produced it. by Rick Rubin. 
and then Francis the Mute, which was produced by Omar, right? Yeah, Omar. Right? And you can immediately hear the difference in how like everything on Delaus is clipping like crazy. Same thing with Toxicity. I don't Rick Rick's production on the self-titled is way better than anything he did ever. Because yeah, that's it, not he, true at all. But I think, I think Rick like actually let the album breathe a lot on the self-title, and then the um then toxicity was just like it sounds like it's everything's peaking and the waveform just looks like a, a cinder block, but it's also like wicked compressed at the same time. And it's, it's very um, loud. Yeah. It's loud just loud to yeah. be loud to be like, Hey, it's just up and down. Like, okay, shit, dude. Like, calm down. I, I can agree with that. I think I, what they, the records sound awesome, but that is like my biggest critique. Cause I also can't think of many other producers from that era, yeah. but well, I think that this, I think the raw sound of this one totally works and it just being Absolutely. loud because it's pretty simple and it's pretty streamlined. Like you were just saying, the guitar parts on this are not complicated. I think, no. with the, I think with a band like Mars Volta, who even on their best days fucking suck, you have to have a good producer to fix all their shit tendencies. And Rick Rubin is <laughs> just not the guy to do it, man. It's not the guy. You need a Ross Robinson to fix their bullshit. I agree. I agree. He agrees uh, with everything I just said. Yeah. So, I do agree. Well, my cohort here was pouring his coffee and just swirling ice. And then the second he was able to bring up his bullshit Rick Rubin take, he was like, he was like, all right, I'll put this down for a second. <laughs> all right. Well, now that I'm done with my Chobani creamer, allow me to drop this hot rock on the timeline. That's right. Uh, what else did Rick Rubin do? I, he did uh, God Hates This All, obviously. Did he do hybrid theory? No, God, could you imagine if Rick Rubin did hybrid theory? That'd be so bad. Rick We'd Rubin, be living in a different Rick world. Did the, Rick Rubin did later Linkin Park records. Yes, though. he did. And, uh, yeah. minutes hybrid theory was Don Gilmore. Yeah, Don Gilmore did hybrid theory. Didn't you do a Slipknot record? Volume three. Volume three. When? That's why it sucks. That's awesome. <laughs> Very, yeah. I mean, you might be right about that because the problem with Volume 3 has always been to me that there's just way too much instrumentation on it. There's like... Too many fucking songs. Way too many songs. Way yeah. too many songs, yeah. Kind of like Toxicity. Kind of like Toxicity. It goes on too long. It's afraid to get aggressive. It's a lot of problems with that album. Toxicity is only like 41 minutes long. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and it's and it's the same instrument. It feels like an eternity. Song. Bro, shut the fuck up. You know that Toxicity <laughs> is not that bad. You you have a bone to pick with it or something. You had a bad breakup and Ariel's was on the radio or something. You know what it is? It's when I saw him at Pledge of Allegiance when that record was the hot shit. Okay. And it was the worst concert I've ever seen in my entire life. There we go. They were horrible. Let it they, out. They played for maybe 35 minutes and it felt like a decade. They clearly, they looked like they didn't want to be there. They sounded like shit. What band is this? Fucking System, System of a Down. They, they haven't wanted to be a band... The only person in that band that wants to be in System of a Down is Shavo. I, I was like. just about to ask, like, have they always got along weird? Yeah, I mean, I so. they, they more or less hung up operations in 05 outside of the one-off shows and everything. And John Delmayne just had that interview where he mentioned that they probably should have gotten rid of Surge back in 05 or 06. Which is, like, which is the craziest take ever. Like, no, right? John, yeah. they should have got rid of you. Yeah. They could have got rid of John in 1997 and we'd be fine. He technically like, shouldn't even been on this fucking record, let alone in the band this long. He was only there as a replacement drummer when the original guy broke his wrist. I know. So I don't know where that stuck around. I don't know where he gets off being like, yeah, we could have just ditched Surge. First of all, and that original drummer 
Sorry, go for it. Sorry. Who the fuck is replacing Serge Tanakian? Who else sings like this? Nobody. Nobody. You can't. That's also one of my favorite parts of the self-titled. It's it's all Serge. After that, you get so much Darren. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I will concede they, to you there. I think I think that that's a problem too. Is that the more Darren starts to creep up on the songs it's like the oh worst. no come on i think he does Darren really good Defender. on hypnotize Defender. So substances he's awesome he does really good on hypnotize and mesmerize but dude, on I toxicity. Think, yeah. dude i think when dare i think on toxicity they struck that correct balance of darren providing like the really sick harmonies and that counterbalance yeah. but once darren was like i'm gonna sing lead no Someone should have shut that down immediately. That was a fucking mistake. Crazy tank. I think he found his footing. I, I think he's okay singing lead. Listen, I, I it, think that if Darren is such a good singer and such a good band leader, how come nobody likes Scars on Broadway? I that band is so bad that he had to attach Darren Malakian to the name. Man's going to defend Scars on Broadway. Let's Real quick, go. I just wanted to point out, do. Real quick, I just wanted to point out that drummer who broke his wrist, his name... David Silvera. Bullshit. You fucking <laughs> Shut the front door. Liar ass. Liar ass. Liar. Oh, yeah. it, it was actually, this, uh, it was Joey Jordan. this album with David around? Silvera on it? Like, that's what this needed. Sick groove beats and terrible timekeeping. That's what that's this That's like new metal is. fan fiction. Dude, imagine if, like, <laughs> David Silvera started playing in System of a Down. You know what makes this, you know what makes new metal brilliant is that it's like, I can't imagine any new metal band swapping drummers with any new metal band. True. true. Like, it, 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 like, I, like you could be, Oh, like what if Abe Cunningham joined? Like that wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked. It would not no. have worked. True. Totally true. not have worked. It, I was thinking about rocket ex- skates the other day. And I was like, I, I, I'm never going to write rocket skates. And I was just thinking about how hard that shit grooves. Abe Cunningham is God for real. I should do another yeah. drummer poll. Anywho. Yeah. So yeah, no. John should have just beat it. John should quit now. Um, I think the band he does have sick symbol work. As much as I hate the man personally, his uh, the way he makes that hi hat sizzle just blows my mind. John, yeah, I've especially out of the self titled. I've always thought he was a bum ass drummer. I always yeah, felt Cran, like- I thought they were the worst show you'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cran. He's talking about on me. the self titled. I said. So whoa. Wait, what happened? So, so this show just sucked. I uh, let the record show that I just got flipped off by Carson. Damn! I'll include the video for that part. Uh, that'll be the that'll be that, that will be the thumbnail. It'll be the thumbnails. Him giving the finger. No, it, it was a horrible show, but they were tight. They just could not give a fuck less about being there. That was the issue. And then the live album came out for the Pledge of Allegiance tour, and because Toxicity was the hottest album in the country, they tried to make it sound like they were the headliners over Slipknot. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I guess they would re- re- try to do that because uh, System absolutely ended up bigger than Slipknot, like without a doubt. Oh, so yeah. much bigger. Yeah. I mean, not fucked up. I think weird. they deserved it. But... Well, so. Well, they broke up at the right time, that's for sure. And, you know, went on hiatus and never recorded again. So the hype's always going to be there when they play live. What do you guys think of the, the two new songs they put out? Like, You mean the uh, Scars on Broadway songs they rebranded? <laughs> that's literally what they were this is coming over for dinner like okay yeah i, I did not like it i don't think system of a down remembers they put those songs out terrorists we're fighting and we're never gonna stop literally it's serge's most embarrassing output i think he's ever done 
Like his performance is half-assed and obnoxious at the same time. It's horrible. This it's is like, funny. I'm gonna have to paywall this episode. I thought we were talking about how much we all loved System of a Down. I don't think we have to hide. Mad shit the entire time. We don't gotta hide on those last two songs. I think people are generally gonna agree with us. They're just okay. Let's talk some singles before we get way off the beaten path. Sure, sure. Lead single, May 24th, 1998. Sugar! We all love this song? Uh, Great song. Great song. Great, 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 great song. And I think that this was a straightaway sort of moment where you'd hear this and be like, I've never heard anything quite like this before. Not Certainly not in a perspective that was actually touching the charts. So it, it wasn't like a smash hit, but top 40 on alternative and mainstream rock airplay when that used to mean a lot. And it had a music video that I imagine did pretty good numbers. It certainly looks expensive. Um, but yeah, as far as like introductions go, I think that's a super good one. And I really wish I heard this around more, actually, because I think with this band, you're only hearing like three songs from one particular album. And I think Sugar has ended up kind of underrated. I, I would I would agree with that. I think the first time I ever heard Sugar, I wasn't very familiar with System of a Down. I think the first time I heard Sugar was like, I don't know, 2014 or 15. And I was like, this is fucking sick. I cannot believe this band like put this song out. Um I guess just because I was shocked or something. I was like, you can't say that. That's crazy. You can't do a jazz breakdown for the, yeah, for no. the verses. The first time I heard Sugar was in a um, old Flash animation on like Newgrounds or something. And Perfect. Uh, a piranha plant is singing it and is trying to kill Toad. And then Toad comes in and raps um, uh, My Band by, was it, D12? D12, yeah. And they have like a, they have like a battle back and forth. And then the Prana plant kills him. It's awesome. Kids, the kids will never understand Newgrounds culture. They really no. they so really that was very much part of that. They don't well, understand. Yep. Sugar is a funny example of something that I had just pointed out actually when I had posted uh Chop Suey being in that animated kids movie, which is that for all of their like political ideology and essays about 9-11 and stuff, they're also like a really silly band. And they can they're so, very silly. They're so goofy. Yeah, it's a big part of like why they get off, like why they catch on in that weird way is that they're just a goofy ass band mm-hmm. with songs about like pizzas and stuff. Dude, like literally Serge would have an extra microf- microphone on in the early 2000s that was just like pitched up like three octaves and you just do chipmunk noises into it. And, like laugh. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. I'd like to clarify, I don't think that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's incredible. Also, you'll just like grab another microphone like, it's, it's so cool. That stinks. <laughs> no, like this entire time, I've just been casually bleeding and like no, trying <laughs> to staunch the bleeding with these Kleenexes. Like, I'm just over here. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just over here bleeding. What'd In you fact, do? Let me rehash my rags real quick. I'll be right back. Let the record show that I am, uh, I don't want to say bleeding, but I want to say bleeding. Oh, bleeding. Injured. This is a, a new segment on the show called Rehashing the Rags. So what do you guys think about on um, the third record? Feel this album. I have that one on vinyl. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's because it's the only one I could find. But uh, it's pretty decent. Like A lot of people compare it to like a B-side collection more than an actual record, which it kind of yeah. is, to be fair, because it was written in the Toxicity Sessions. But I think it has some pretty standout tracks. It just doesn't feel very cohesive as a record. No, because I don't think there's any thought to it except releasing material that was leaked. Yeah. 
like i think as a one continuous like album that you just sit down and listen to it's take it or leave it but i think some of the tracks like mr jack are some of their best i really struggle with everything after toxicity it's never clicked for me like Hmm. at all uh the the two records after steal this album uh dan do you both of them edited to be in drop c yeah i so they're Get this. Get so this. Those two records are in drop C sharp for some reason. They tuned up a half step for that record. And I didn't feel like continually like retuning my guitar to play it. So I put all of them into GarageBand and track by track, I tuned them all down with GarageBand's like transpose tool. And then I re-uploaded them into my iTunes library. And then I have a separate um album for each of them where it says like mesmerize parentheses C hypnotize parentheses c so i don't have to like listen to them in um c sharp that's a great idea it's pretty, and, pretty clever and then live they play them in drop c anyway now but for the 2000 the mid 2000 era they played everything again like their old stuff in drop c sharp for some reason no one's voice needed to be adjusted there's like ah uh-huh. and but there's two songs in each record that's in drop c i think i'm gonna say it's because of lincoln park we've talked about this so many times and I think that I've, I've said this a million times when Linkin Park happened, every new metal band had to change how they were doing shit to write more poppy songs. And I Man, that is a really good point. And since Linkin Park's tuning was like all drop C sharp, I yep. they were like, they were like, fuck it. Let's just go up a half step. Maybe we'll sell 15 million. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I never thought of it that way. But also, Dan and I have been writing in drop C sharp a lot. So, yes. Fuck yeah, it is. It drop C sharp is a great tuning. It is like the perfect midpoint because it's a it's a half step down from drop D. So it's heavy, but it's not so heavy that it's like ugly. Like it's not something you have to like. You could still make pop songs out of drop C sharp. No problem. Absolutely. Dude, now I'm like putting all these pieces together of like all the new metal bands that started changing their tunings around like when Linkin Park was like the new metal band. Static X just stopped being a new metal band and just became an industrial metal band. So just tuned down even lower. Uh, that's that's not slip. Uh, Z pointed this one out to me. Volume three, which is the first post, or I guess the second post, like Lincoln Park album they put out, has no swearing on it. Yep, completely clean. Intro. Oh yeah, you pointed really? that out in the Lincoln Park episode. Zero. Yeah, that is that is very peculiar. I know. Peculiar. That production is also very squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Yeah, squeaky clean. And then it doesn't sound like someone was getting like shit thrown at them while they were taking drum takes or chugging a whole gallon of water. And it's it's another mean doing things that are necessary. (laughs) Exactly. And 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 I also always mention that like Korn stopped writing like groove metal songs and just started writing pop songs. And all of their songs had to have like one really functional hook that the whole song circled around. So no, I really all better for it. No, we're not. No, we're not. What the no, we're fuck not. are you, you talking about? The other about? side is like the worst corn album. You agent I'm just chaos. Discord. Um. All right. What was the What was the second single from uh from System of a Down self titled? Thank you so much. It was Spiders. You're welcome. Spider, fucking amazing. Best song. song, probably one of the best songs. Best song on the yeah. record. Uh, have you have has everybody watched their Conan performance of or no maybe it's Letterman Letterman performance of uh. Of spiders, where Serge gets totally on his awesome. knees and goes, "America, awake!" It's awesome. <laughs> so sick. I do not remember that at all. I'll have to pull that up though, because that's so uh, so crazy ass. Have you posted awesome. that one? I that's know, one you gotta I, post. That's a good one for. That's a good moment. So yeah, I'll have to pull that up later. 
but I, I that's like essential viewing for me. If I'm like pulling stuff up on YouTube, I'm like, we're watching spiders live on Letterman. System of a Down to me is like political activism in a reality show era. They came along in that sort of idea of like, so we're Rage Against the Machine. We're sort of a post-collegiate identity crisis and uh, very strident and very serious about what they were doing. System of a Down is like Rage Against the Machine filtered through cable television. Sure. Like It's like Zach De La Rocha with no attention span whatsoever. And I also think that a lot of their political leanings are sort of reflective of the futility of it. Like, what can we actually change? When you think about how like people like Paul Ryan profess to working out to rage against the machine. Yeah. You kind of wonder like, what's the fucking point of all of this? So I think that system of yeah. Down's political stabbings are kind of coming from like a post-punk gang of four sort of way where the uh, ridiculousness of it collide with the seriousness of it. I think so, that kind of makes them like the dead Kennedys of new metal a little bit. Every so I feel like people should keep track of every time I bring up American Head Charge on an episode, and we should keep track of every time you bring up Dead Kennedys on an episode. Because <laughs> those are like our two bands, or you have to get those in there somewhere. Yep. I have internally started doing that when I listen to the podcast. I'm like, sick, another art of war reference. <laughs> war art. Do you have any idea how much self-control it took to not bring it up when we were just talking about Rick Rubin albums? I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to listen to it really no it's okay i'm cool super calm so yeah so that, that was a lot of words to say system has a sense of humor i would also like to i would also <laughs> just like to point out something that is very important to me this is something i look for american head charge and that is that surge was 32 when this album came out he was a 30 something king firmly a 30 something king yeah, that's right Jesus. that's right so he was born in 66 i mean god damn that's Math an old man. 67. Wow. Which, that ass. interview that I mentioned him? earlier with John Domai, and he's like, oh, Serge has back problems, so he doesn't want to tour. Like, he's fucking 100. Of course he does. Leave the guy alone. Yeah. Yeah, that does. I've always said that's, 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 that's a problem with being a new metal band is that um, I, I've said this before, but new metal is much as much a dance as it is music. And when you can't move like that anymore, it's really noticeable. Like I'm sure, I'm sure Bob Dylan never had any trouble touring for his whole life. He could do the same shit. He was that man wasn't pogoing. So, but once you like, Still so so yeah. With Surge though, I mean, he was already in back. He was already having back pain when even this album came out. So shout out to Surge, thirty something king. Don't let the man get you down. You can do anything with enough drugs. Really though. Um, can can I ask? Uh, has System uh, denied that they are a new metal band? Ooh, totally! Come on, they had to have done they that. Have we, we have a whole channel on the Discord dedicated to denialism. I've got to pull this up right now. <laughs> I think. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to point out the note. Like Spiders is like the quintessential like slow cut on a new metal record. I think it is like the perfect example it has like a nothing guitar that. solo exactly the yeah. guitar solo just is kind of like i can play octaves like what's the limp biscuit one what's the limp biscuit one that's like really boring alone i break no that's corn that's corn oh i'm stupid that's as hell you're uh, thinking of rearranged aren't you rearrange is yeah, not fucking boring what 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 record is it on oh uh is it boiler are you thinking of boiler i think it boiler yeah boiler's a great song come on well, it's great. It, the main riff's great. The rest of it's I could go to sleep. Oh, it, it doesn't change like ever. That yeah, it doesn't change. Of. Yeah, 
we we just we just ripped off the boiler riff or something. Don't worry, we like <laughs> good. I'm, I'm going through this this loud wire list of uh of of bands like talking about how they're not really new metal, and in someone in here they quoted Paul Crosby, the drummer for Saliva. And it's like, bro, if you guys aren't new metal, you're nothing. Like, this is all you have. <laughs> you, yeah. Do you like saliva? Cited. Do what? Like, do you like saliva? Trash. Does anybody like saliva? Two, they are a two-song head-ass band. Like, I have I you can't. ever heard them live? Atrocious. They're not good. They're <laughs> not good live. It stinks. So this is funny. This is funny. So we've been having these meetings about new metal night. And they've been cautioning me on certain bands that don't go off the way they're supposed to. And one of them was they were talking about like, yeah, we tried to do some saliva and the energy just died. Like people, people were. Real motherfuckers show up the new metal night, not fake ass. I know. And I had thought about it and I thought about it and I hit them back and was like, you know, I think I get that, though. Like saliva are not great. They have two good, they have two listenable songs. They do. They have they have two good. I would say two good to great songs. And then this whole time, this whole time, saliva is talking oh about. Uh, this whole time, I thought we were talking about edema. They also, they're also they're also trash. Oh man, are they they're better than man. saliva? They might be better than saliva. Ever so slightly. Saliva, saliva came in. And they, they were firmly in the butt rock camp, but then he tried to rap. Yeah. Hold on they're a sec. A, they're a NASCAR band. That's I'm trying to. I'm trying to type with my one bleeding finger. So give me a sec. DC Talk is a Christian new metal band. I'll answer that for you. I wish they were new metal. They'd be better if they were new metal. What? What do you mean? They're absolutely new metal. They have they one new metal play. song. Everyone calm down. Or Demon Hunter new metal? Yes. No. Totally. No. Some bootlickers is what they are. Yeah, they're 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 new metal though. Okay, here we go. Oh, is I'd also like to say going through the list, it's like uh, uh, just of different new metal bands pretending they're not new metal. I just want to say clear, straight up, if your band has a turntablist in it, you can't. You you got nothing. Yeah, you're you fucked. got you got nothing. Yeah, you got nothing. It's a take I saw. That was a take I saw like yesterday. Was someone commenting on a Loudwire article, being like, "I don't know why why people say Slipknot is new metal. They are not new metal. They have two guys on turntables. Yeah. Two? They have two guys. <laughs> they have a turntablist, a percussionist, and a play sampler. You can't. As you we can't know, two DJs don't make a right. You can't do this. Shut up. <laughs> oh, shit. Check it out. Okay. So this is funny, actually. It actually would look like, and I remember this quote. Tanakian did not just be like, we're not new metal. So what he said was, Tool, Rage Against Machine, Corn, Deftoads, like those combination of bands, pretty much all from the Los Angeles area, were the heavy hitters of our peers coming up at that time. Those were some of the bands that really changed the sound, the scene, and what was going on when we were coming up. New metal would probably be, if I were to find a particular definition for it, it would be low bass, low tempo, dark metal music that came out of LA in the early 2000s. All oh, right. Fair enough. I wouldn't limit it to LA, but. Yeah, fuck. Also, Corn right. came out in 94, but. See, but I'm going to tell you what, that was something that new metal was known as for a minute there was like the L.A. metal scene. And I and with corn yep. being in um, with corn being so like warrant is new metal who warrant. Yeah, sure. What the fuck ever, man. Be obtuse. <laughs> but with but with corn being from Bakersfield, it was easy probably to just roll them into the L.A. metal scene. So yeah. but that was a hot minute there. So it's cool. Well, though Will, Will Haven is technically from Sacramento. So I mean, well, Will Haven, they're so close. They're so close. 
They're so close. They're like the closest a band can be without being new metal. Yeah. I I I I wish more people knew about that band. Anyway, continue. I should post them soon enough. Yeah. Um yeah. so you know, I think this album is great. I really do. I like it quite a bit. Oh, and we got some we got some Dowboyism going on over there. And the don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. My, my man wasn't posed right. We're the worst guests of this podcast by fucking far. <laughs> this I'm sorry, guys. Definitely not true. But so let's rank them. Can anyone do a system ranking? I'm not qualified for this. Ranking uh, the self-titled. Ranking on, all, all their albums. And then the band like, died in a okay. plane crash and they got replaced by the label. Sure, whatever. Yeah, that's um, that's what happened. But uh, the worst one is Steal This Album. And then... Uh, then I'm going to say Mesmerize, then Toxicity, Self-Titled, Hypnotize. You think Hypnotize is their best? Yes. Ooh, I should go Ooh. check that one out again. Which one of those has BYOB on it? Mesmerize. Oh, Hypnotize has Lonely Day on it. That's disqualifying. Wait a minute. What do you mean by that? That song is horrendous. Yeah, that song's bad. I don't like I know your song. fucking address, Kirk. I'm going to come check your ass. The most loneliest day of my life. <laughs> terrible you know what's really awesome is a bunch of people just like put a meeting on like oh it's about his brother dying his brother didn't die like (laughs) i I think it's so funny people like no there's like fire his brother died in a fire no okay Okay. i I have my personal ranking uh hypnotize is dead is dead last because i come on one song on it um and then i'm gonna go steal this album sitting in there at the fourth place uh and then mesmerize uh, and then self-titled and then toxicity. So you don't like system. No, I really like system. I but love system. that would mean that for you, their second best album is a 6.5. Ah, but like that's by system standards. You know what I mean? Oh, you're grading on a curve. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like there, it's still like better than 90% of music. You know what I mean? Doesn't sound like it. I would I okay. wouldn't rank I wouldn't rank 90% of music as 6.5. If you were grading on a not curve, if okay, let's put it this way. If you were what if I to- what if I edit my number reviews so that we don't lose out on an opportunity of a potential tour in the future? <laughs> How are you gonna do that? You can't do I that. Don't know. There's <laughs> no way to make that happen. See, this is why we should pay all this one. That's why we should pay all this one. But um potential tour. Yeah, we really like that band, Cal's Dowboys, but they went on let's this podcast. Let's see if they've said anything on podcasts. <laughs> Man, let's, let's check into some of their podcast work real quick before we book them. Yeah. That would be fucking, that would be such a sick tour. Oh, my God. Do you think that, do you guys think that they should make another album? No. Nope. Fuck no. Cran- no. No, 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 no. They should stop touring, they- too. Pooped those two songs out, and they were like, "I don't know." There you go. That's Do they it. like really hate each other? No, they just they just don't. Um, I think the deal is like Darren and Serge just like bat butt heads like too much creatively, and John's a dickhead and stokes the fire all the time. Shaw was just there to have a good time, and he that's what it always him. seemed like to me too. Shaw was just like, "Man, I like playing music," and everyone's like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." I think Serge doesn't even really like playing metal anymore either. I think uh, he'd rather Serge, just be a composer. He would rather just com- like make music, movie scores and conduct orchestras and shit. That's fine, but like, I like his first. Uh, I like his first solo his first album solo a lot. Yeah, I like the Dead's pretty good. 
it's it's cool. very very good they are the ultimate they're in the ultimate phase of what i would just call a band is like a job like they are clocking in and clocking out every time yeah i mean that's why they don't stage. do tours they just play big fucking festivals and that's it yeah they're like the biggest name on any festival they play so again domayan said it out loud in that interview he said they'd love to play 15 to 20 shows a year as a job but yeah. Serge can't do it because again domayan is a dickhead <laughs> like he goes oh, against he everything the band stands for so that guy yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah, he, I don't he plays too fast. He drags. When he drags, it's noticeable. He fucks up. Like they should just get someone else. But he's been in the band for so long. It's like they're not going to pull a slipknot on him. You know, because he's, he's in laws with Surge. That's yeah. certainly a factor. Really? Yeah, yeah. he's his brother in law. That stinks. Wait, who? Know, right? Who's married to whose sister? So you clock out and Surge you is married to John's sister. I, believe. I think that's the case. Yeah. What about my shirt? No, what I was saying was is that that really sucks because that means that Serge has to clock gets to clock out of work and still see the motherfucker for holidays. Yeah, I'm sure they get along fine. Yeah, it's just a dickhead. I mean, yeah. Do you get along with your your racist family members? Yes. So it's fine. Like, what are you gonna do? Do I? I do. I mean, I'm not not saying endorse their beliefs, but I mean, you keep it civil because there's turkey and wine involved. We stopped inviting the racist uncle. So there you go. Good, that's, good for you. Good and for that's you. what system needs to do. Exactly. If I can do it, search tank, you can do it. Stop. Yeah. yeah, just knock it off. Uh, if Slipknot can Chris can can kick out Chris, system can replace John. Oh, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did Chris Fenn do? He has a really long nose that he would do this with, and he also played percussion and screen. Oh well, yeah, of course you can replace that guy. Well, they also replaced Joey. Which you in your Did they really replace Joey or did they just hire a new drummer? Because that's what replacing is. What do you mean? Well, no, 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 no. I get well, where no, I get where France coming from. Our last guitarist with you. Okay. So you came like listen, what I think Kran's trying to say is that you came into the band with a lot of creative input and whatnot. I don't know if uh Slipknot's newest drummer is the same oh, way. That's yeah, fair. Jay's kind of Jay's kind of like a very run-of-the-mill drummer. You can play the yeah, song he's, fine. He's a hired 4-4 technician. You guys know that, um, and we'll probably have to cut this, uh, Corey and Sean are the only members on paper of Slipknot. Yes. Everybody else is a hired gun. Yeah. I did fair. not know that. I did not know that. Really? Like, Until recently. I mean, you know now, but... What, Mick? Uh, yeah, who's been in the band Craig, before Corey everybody? Taylor. Yeah, Sid. Like, so what you're saying is they have no rights to any of those songs. I couldn't tell you what the wheelings and dealings are behind the scenes, if they have any piece of the publishing or anything. But when they fired Chris Fenn, they made a statement that said, this isn't an exact quote, but Chris was not willing to do what it takes to be a member of Slipknot. And in his countersuit, that's when that information came out, that there are only two members of Slipknot. I fucking chomps. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that really... We're going to have to cut this, obviously, because I want... Slipknot members on the show, but so do I. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, what yeah. are you doing? Uh, n- uh, getting out of their Roadrunner contract. <laughs> oh yeah, are they officially out of that now? Yeah. I think so. yeah, this is their last album. Whatever that, whatever good that'll do them. They're probably going to start their own label. That's been my theory the whole time. I wonder yeah, if they will. Cool. I wonder if they will ever play a third song off that new album. <laughs> <laughs> do they even play a third song off <laughs> "We're Not Your Kind"? 
That's what I was thinking too. It's like you, or you know, a crazy after for that matter. Yeah, to me, it's like they've cut off all their deep cuts from that new album. But also, how far back does that go? What's the like last? They're not an album. album uh, apart from Iowa, they're not an album band though. Like for yeah. two records, six good songs on it. That's it. Which one has only six good songs? Self-titled. Oh, I did not no. endorse the opinions mm. of Danny. Okay, tell me no. what the chorus aesthetic is right now. Tell me. Tell me the words of the chorus. Mm. Damn it, man. I knew it, it, man. I knew it was a mistake. I just did can't. it. I just did it. Right. You're ruining a Slipknot tour for us now, buddy. <laughs> I'm sure they know it, too. That's why they don't fucking play prosthetics live. They did. I saw them play that live. I'm not cutting that out. I'm going to drop it in as a pure non sequitur as you just being like, and also their self-titled sucks. Just gonna drop that in and then we're gonna keep moving. That's gonna be the very beginning. I'm gonna cut that in with your introduction. <laughs> That's a crazy thing. That is the craziest Guys, fucking thing anyone has said on this show ever. Let me let me give the Dow Boys a little aside. I worked at Applebee's when that album came out, and I at Halloween they let us dress up, and I dressed up as Joey two years in a row hosting at Applebee's. That's so <laughs> the jumpsuit, the mask. It was fucking awesome. awesome. Give you like so your flare on your vests, your pins. You know, not uh, to be like, not to like romanticize like 1998 to 2000, but I'm about to. It must have been so cool for all of those albums to come out like right then. You know what I mean? Like all yeah, the, you were all living. the same time. I was it alive, was but like I didn't know it was happening. You know, if I wasn't you, a 20-something king yet. 20-something <laughs> pauper is what you are. Um, and. I feel like, yeah, if you're into, if you were into the genre, if you knew what was up, it must have been hog fucking heaven. It was really. obsolete came out around that time too, and that album still fucking smokes. What does obsolete? Oh, Fear Factory? Factory. Obsolete, yeah, hundred percent. Were they Fear Factory guy? I'm, I'm not. Really. When I saw them live, they were all sitting in chairs. <laughs> Get out! Oh, they they have what? to be awful now. They were still kind of want to see them in April, though. Yeah, I would love. Chair factory? chair factory it's like not chair a chair factory. band at all yeah that that's reserved for share performance chairs or was that a, was that a horrendous pun well she's right, got guys, a bad bag well, too we have absolutely wrung their self-titled debut dry uh i think that anyone listening in would be totally fair uh would feel fine if we actually went on and chatted a little bit about some of their other records so if we yeah. want to go in on toxicity wait let's touch on it we could do another episode always some other time uh i think this is a great i think toxicity is a great album this is a, this is one where my feelings on it might be a little bit more mixed than your average new metal fan but i also can't deny that it's a, a classic of the genre i think that it's perfect for i, I mean for it's it's perfect for what it was for me which was the first time I had ever heard a band be like that upfront about their political beliefs and be still played on the radio. Um, and I mean, at the time that I discovered this band, I was like, I don't know, 10, 11, mm -hmm. something like that. So, I mean, pretty radical to me at the beginning. And also like the heaviest band I was listening to at the time was like Foo Fighters. So uh, this is this is before Linkin Park like changed everything for me, um, but like System was just this band. I was just like, this band's fucking crazy. I have no idea what's going on here. And Toxicity is the perfect intro to them, especially if you're like a kid who's like just getting into 
heavy music. Like for me, it's a classic record, I'm sure. But like for someone like Cran, who was, you know, not 10 years old when it came out, I wasn't even 10 years old when it came out, but um, like, I, I imagine it's a little bit different. I imagine it's like, well, I've heard, you know, bands do bouncy riffs with power chords before in, you know, dropsy. So I, 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 I will give you, if, if the first system song you heard was prison song, yeah, that would have blown my fucking mind. I, I think it was. I want to say it was either that or BYOB, but yeah. If you told me that Prison Song is the best system of a down song, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. I could totally it's, see that one. It's good, but have you have you heard Needles? Or, or I was literally about to say, have you heard Needles? Or I hate Needles. What the fuck, Rand? <laughs> this guy. I hate the haze. I hate the pull the tape or money your rest. Hey, hey. That's super fun. We so all, all love fun. the hate. I don't like, it. I don't like the fun. You got a problem with fun? Yeah. It, when it you have a problem system, with yes. fun, don't you? You have a problem with fun, don't you? You don't like any fun music. You don't like whimsy. You don't like I whimsy. You don't even like whimsy. No, hey, hey, whimsy, merriment, splendor, these are my jams. <laughs> You're not a shenanigans guy, are you? I man? just think toxicity was fun in the way people think Frank Zappa is fun. And it just didn't do it for me. It's, 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 agree to disagree. No, I, I get it. I really do get it, though. I have always felt more mixed about this record than than most people do. And for my my thing has always just been like it's absolutely fucking dominated by the three singles in Prison Song, and everything around that gets blended into a sort of mush. My Ariel's my, is an incredible single, though. Granted, my my like experience with this record mostly came from when I first moved to Los Angeles in the summer of 2017, and I was like, well, if I'm gonna be here. This is, I guess, the time to get into toxicity. And I'd listen yeah. to it all the time. And these songs really do like feel like the absolute desolation that is living in Los Angeles. Like the thing that most Absolutely. struck me when I first moved to LA from Illinois, from the Midwest, is that there's mountains everywhere in LA. It feels like you're trapped in that one part of LA because there's just huge mountains that right. seem to yeah. border everything. And um, I think a lot of these songs mirror that sort of claustrophobic, jittery, uh, Skid Row sort of vibe because I mean, that's just because you live in downtown. The rest of the city doesn't I didn't feel that live way. In downtown, when I moved here, I didn't live in downtown where I moved here, and I think that every single section of this city has that sort of that same sort of like knife's edge jitteriness to it. That sort of like kind of panicky tension. I think I, I like all of those isolated from the rest of the country. When you're yeah. in LA, you feel like you're in LA and nothing else exists outside of it. Yeah, Maybe I'll just there's only same. there's only one song you can listen to in Santa Monica, and it's "White Wedding" by Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you are I right there. You, why. you cross yeah. the border, and your radio automatically. <laughs> what the fuck? What's going yeah. on here? Maybe so, it's because I was born and raised here. I don't get that vibe. I'm just used to it. Like yeah, I don't see yeah, the yeah, evil yeah. nature that's around me all the time. Yeah, it's a but, transplant uh, record. It's a transplant record. I think also the way that Serge gets lyrically, like the way he improves lyrically between the self-titled and toxicity, it's just like night and day. Cause the lyrics on the self-titled are, are cool, but there's so much abstraction. And also like, he doesn't quite have like his cadence down yet. He's just kind of like bouncing in between beats, which I'm sure now we're all like, that's brilliant. But back then it's like, no, he probably actually didn't know what he was doing. Um, so, I, I mean, Toxicity is just an improvement overall for me, I guess. I don't know. And as far as albums that are just huge, like, universal records, this is one of the weirdest multi-platinum albums I think you'll ever hear. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. And I and it's like, 
it's like I, you know, it's like how much new metal gets away with being crazy, but I, I, there's no way to like perfectly explain how this band ended up just so massive. Like the spoiler bands, I always say when I run my dumb little polls, I can't put System of a Down or Lincoln Park on any polls because they'll win. Like they yeah. win every time. And with Lincoln Park, I can tell you with no problem why that band got so huge with System. It's, it's, yeah, the, it's and kind of a mystery. They were all Even at their worst, they're fucking unhinged. They were all manifesting really hard. Were were they? I don't even know they had, if they, they were had their vision boards out. You know, I'm not even sure. No? If they Is this joke not landing? That's fine. All right, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Move on. Is there a reference here? You tried. I love you for that because they live in LA. Um, I'll hang myself later tonight. Continue. <laughs> I'm just a dumb hick from the Midwest. I don't get your fancy West Coast jokes. We'll cut the episode. We'll do a cut to, we'll do a hard cut right there. And that's where it'll end. <laughs> it just ends with a suicide Wait, note. <laughs> out of these three, out of these three singles, I remember hearing aerials on the radio the most. I don't, I don't like actually remember hearing toxicity or chop suey on the radio. I, but I remember hearing aerials all the time. I hear chop suey in the gym more than any other system. Well, I mean, Kurt. like at the time when I was in the back oh, of the minivan okay. on my way to and from school. Kurt, uh, I realized that you and I have a have a have a weird commonality uh, is that we both went to private Christian school. Um, and uh, I do you remember hearing Chop Suey in like weird places, like in like a church skit, like they did like a skit and someone had to like wake up early. Chop Suey would be in it because that is oh. how I experienced this band for most of my adolescence at your christian school yeah and at church yeah they were see you had these songs going on at church that's like like a skit video you know what i'm talking about no No? i was i was hearing these uh in the minivan and if i was hearing them elsewhere it would be in it would have been in flash cartoons okay because i mean that was that was the closest i got to like edgy cable tv culture was flash cartoons so yeah I mean, this, this also, like, part of being in, like, private Christian school was just, like, I wanted to listen to the heaviest, like, you know, most political thing possible because I just hated being there so much. And I was just Oh, like, I was a goody two-shoes. Total oh, opposite. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I was, like, I was, like, I can't listen to music with swearing in it or I'm straight to hell. Like, you get one oh, swear man. word in you. Like awesome. I, I still definitely had the clean versions because I was worried about getting in trouble, but, like, but uh, I, I mean, it, just to give you an example, the second I found out that Bible wasn't a required class for me to move on to the next grade, I just didn't do any work in Bible class. Man. I was like, oh. Wait, wait, no. how many? Amen. How many grades did you go through for a, a Christian school? Six. S- fucking exact same. Wow. Six okay. after sixth grade, I transferred to a public school. Oh no, no, no. So I did. I did. Uh, I did. Uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and then ninth and tenth. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so like formative crazy. years. Formative years. That in, is that is in private Christian school. Those are yeah. some wild. That's wild to be going all that through like a Christian bubble. Yeah. Well, and then in eighth grade, just this is just part of the lore, everybody. In eighth grade, I discovered Lincoln Park, and the only thing that I didn't that I had on every day that was not up to uniform code in my Christian school was a Lincoln Park rubber armband. Which is funny because that is that was a band that was a band I was allowed to listen to because of how clean they were. Like that was kid tested mother approved for sure. 
I I think my parents didn't like that it was so angry. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, my dad did take me to see Lincoln Park though, because I like begged him. I was like, lucky as fuck. Yeah. So lucky, never got to see them. Also, yeah. for the folks at home that are keeping track of this, that might be wondering, like, hey, what's the status on that? I just want to say, still bleeding, still over here bleeding. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> what just, the fuck did you do? Every thought, time, you know, we every time we we talk for a little while, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just still bleeding. What did you yeah, do? Still bleeding. How'd you what cut you it? Do? Oh, I was I was making food and I was chopping something and I just cut off the tip of the tip of my finger. Jeez, man. No, I didn't. 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 No. Stop it. I thought you were saying. I I thought you were alluding to you knowing something about Lincoln Park coming back, and I was like, what are you saying? Oh yeah, the the coming. Death. Never mind. Boy, that would be a story to break. Shinoda's gonna come on. Like Shinoda will come on to this podcast. I think so. I think that there's a really good shot of that too, which is why we will never say bad things about at least not yet. Well, we'll do. We should do. We should do the A Thousand Suns episode. I feel like we've tapped the system well, pretty dry. So if you want to speak a little bit on A Thousand Suns, man, you should because we need to like go into the record before we do an episode on it. Well, no, that's what I want you to do because I think that I think that if y'all listen to it right now with open eyes and ears, um, I think you'll love it. Because I think it's their best record hands down. Okay, I don't know about that, but it does have some good cuts on it. Like, I think When They Come For Me is a really good song, but it's incredible. not their best record. The I Catalyst, it once, the Catalyst I it was, is my favorite Linkin Park. Heard it once. I thought it was absolutely garbage. Uh, I can't wait to give it another shot, though, because I know that not only do you love it, uh, there's that Linkin Park fan page that did a really in-depth like vote, yeah. and that came in first. I was fuck is going I, it's, on i'm glad it's coming around i'm glad it's coming around it's that and folly i do by fallout boy seem to two of my favorite records ever seem to be seem to be coming back around well i really I've would vindicated like, in, the, in the end i am really tired of the idea that lincoln park put out two good albums and everything else sucks i would like to challenge that and move on yeah. from that because it's do you boring. like minutes to midnight hate it Really? I that's the problem. Mm. See, that's the problem. That's my opinion. I think they put out two incredible yeah. uh two great records and then everything else is terrible. So I would like yeah. to fix that. I don't want to feel that way anymore. I think that sucks. I'd rather get into some of their later stuff. I I think that I I think I can still defend Living Things, the one after A Thousand Sons. Uh Hunting Party I cannot defend. I've never listened to the final one. Um I don't know. It but I I a thousand sons is great um i i think it i think it's really good i think you guys are going to enjoy it and i'm excited to talk about it with you all here's a question for you well so what i'm going to do with is those before that as i'm going to reach out to the admins of one of those lincoln park pages and come on I've, if we're going to do a thousand sons episode i definitely want to have at least two people on that are like this album is incredible because yeah. yeah i want to yeah. get the most positive take on that that i can um, how do the Cows Dowboys though? How do you guys see yourselves folding new metal influences into your music going forward? I mean, I think we've always had them. It's just been a little more subtle than like you know having a bounce riff or something like that. Um, honestly, I think that we got made fun of by the hardcore scene so much the first three and a half years of us being a band that we were like, no bounce riffs, we cannot get made fun of. Um, but I mean, like. I, I think going forward, there's more stuff in four four, definitely. Um, well, there's stuff that I, I I think there's a lot of stuff that like actually will just like lend to 
um, the actual like new metal sound. And Carson already kind of has like some rapping moments on Celebrity Therapist as it is. I guess. And <laughs> you call Elephant Man the new most new metal song. Elephant Man is the most new metal song. Yeah, like basically rap. We literally just have like new metal bouncers on the new record. But I think the biggest thing about uh, Dow Boys being new metal is that it's always kind of tongue in cheek. Like it, it's obviously like we take ourselves seriously, but it's, it's yeah. never like we're a fucking metal band. Dude. When we pose in the forest. Like when you posted us for the first time, I was like, it makes sense. And I've been, I, I've, I've hoped for this because I mean, my gateway to heavy music was 110% new metal. My dad was showing me Limp Biscuit. Like, there's a video of me singing Nookie when I'm like three years old. I'm not even kidding. We got to post that. Oh, I'll find it. I'll if find it. If you find Absolutely. it, I'll post that shit. I'll, I'll get my dad. I'll get my dad to search through some shit. I know he has it. So, what I wrote about in my newsletter uh, that I put out for like the year end sort of wrap up of the genre was that it, it was that. It's like I wrote about how like you guys are not a new metal band, but you love new metal and want to be more new metal. Come on, help bear the fuck with me. You want to be more new metal, right? So to me, it's like we shouldn't I shouldn't just it's not a matter of you coming to new metal. We can also broaden the tent to to allow in more of your sounds because that's not how the genre got started. It wasn't like no, it wasn't like no, if it doesn't sound like corn. Nope. Nope, it needs to sound like corn. Oh, your band has turntables? Nope, not new metal. Like it was like we had the, the genre just grew in those elements. It took on more forms. So if a math core, if an ostensibly math core band wants to be seen more as new metal, well, then we should bring in more math core elements. We should have I a mean, go. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Mudvayne did that. Yeah. No, that's another thing is like that first Mudvayne record is mathy as shit. It's a like, fucking frog yeah. album. Yeah. That super explains why I hate it. we actually recorded an episode where we reviewed ld50 and because kirk didn't like it we just never released the episode since he didn't want to like have this negative opinion of mudvayne out there for the public to see yeah that was it was gonna be like our first episode yeah yeah it was gonna be episode one and i listened to it and i was like this is good but this can't be how we start the whole thing can i can i ask you two questions number one do you consider Mr. Bungle to be new metal? No. Really? No. I, I, I think Raging Against the Machine's not new metal. No, they're I, not. Definitely not. Okay. All right. All right. To Number me, two. Me. Number two. My second question. Did you listen to that band I sent you the other day? Oh, no. Was it the most recent DM? I remember hopping it to talk about the podcast, and I felt like shit because I hate when people do that to me. Uh, maybe it's the most recent one. I don't know. But that band... He's super fucking weird, super avant-garde, but what every band? time they hit a riff, it's a fucking bounce riff. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. Love it. You gotta listen to the song, I think. That, that band is so stressful. That they band's amazing. Stress you out. Shut Wait, up. What's the name of the band? Sleepy Time Sleepy. Gorilla Museum. It's not this uh, country boy dance song? Oh, no, you what should listen that? to that, too. <laughs> fucking Kakashka. You got to right. play country boy dance. You got to play You need country to listen boy. to that tonight. Like, I'm just going to post it without even listening to it. No, listen to it. You'll love it. It's great. So I don't think you've sent me that other song then. It's it's in our DMs. It's in our DMs. Anyway, my point being, I think that we've always had these influences. They maybe haven't been on the surface, but uh I mean, if you're including the general sphere of avant-garde and mathcore um, I mean, we'd, we'd like a seat at the table. 
Yeah, and you yeah, here you go. Like you get one. Lovely, you get one. Lovely. And the thing about it is I never let like my own personal feelings about certain genres. They just shook hands, everybody, by the way. It was really cute. Uh, I never let my personal feelings about certain genres aw, get in the way of like how how I actually judge music. Cause I hate that Mudvayne album, but I put it at number like 17 on my best albums of the of new metal list. Cause it's like and, I can because it is. Yeah. Yes. Good. And, and where was where was everything you've ever wanted to know about silence? Oh no, nah, fuck that album. I don't like that album at all. I don't like that album at all. All right. All right. Where was Worship and Tribute? Yes, I like Worship and Tribute, but it's not new metal. Ah, It is new metal. Come on. It is new metal. So not. How are you making me put it? How could you put me in this position? I would never take I would never take Glassjaw away from post hardcore cells. I would never do it. Yes, it's I I think it's a new metal record. That's fine. Post hardcore record. Is it is relationship of command a new metal record? Yes. No. No. No, it's not. No. No. Not that one. There must be limits. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Glassjaw and At the Drive-In, though, they're in the conversation. If you, if you Rick bring Rubin, them, or no, <laughs> Ross Robinson. <laughs> yes, yeah. There are lines. There are connections. I just, yeah. if I, I, I think that calling either band straight up and down new metal would be doing them a disservice. So be- before we wrap up, though, I just want to present to you one more time how oh much, of, how much of okay. Okay, paper everybody. towel I've filled with blood during this episode. It's about solid red. At points, it is solid red. So as soon as we're off of here, you know, I'm going to take a quick trip to the uh, to the urgent care. So that's, you know, season two. Anything could happen, baby. Season two wow. of the podcast. Anything can happen. This I, got, is, I got a quick question for the dais. Did anybody buy Serge Tankian's poetry book? Cool Springs. It's called Cool Springs. Yes. And it, it is no bueno. Uh 2002 or 2003. Uh, <clears throat> I remember uh, me and my friend who were barely scraping by at the time bought one copy to read together. <laughs> and I mean, there, there's a Shadow poem in there called A Metaphor. And this is uh, word for word. Lately, when I fart, I have no desire to wipe my ass anymore. A metaphor? Question mark. See, see, here's the thing though. If that had been set to a killer fucking riff or something, it would have banged. Yeah, that would be sick. That's what Serge does not understand. Is he talks about, oh, I want to do composing or I want to do this other type of style. Like, bro, the only reason your lyrics worked was because it was set to new metal music. He He talks about being fellaced quite a bit in that book, like. It talks about uh, what? 120 pages or so being fellaced. Being fellaced? Fellaced yes. is so not a word. Receiving head, as we they say. We know what it means. Uh, I'm just saying. You made me clarify. You know There's what it like means that it is a word. poems in that book. Have you guys seen, have you guys seen the interview with um, with Darren? And every single time he answers a question, it's just fellatio. He doesn't yes. answer. It's yes. so awesome. I should post that again. I definitely have that. We could do. Yeah. I mean, I've done it before. We could do a whole day full of just Darren doing stuff. Darren is the craziest ass single man in the genre, probably. You stopped yourself from saying crazy ass white boy. I'm crazy noticing. ass white because he's not right. Because he's, he's not. not. Right. He's not a white boy. Cut that one out. <laughs> anyway, you know what? That's going to be about it for me. This is Holiday Kirk with the New Metal Agenda. Thank you so much to the Cows Dow Boys for joining us. If you have not heard their newest album, Celebrity. Almost said Celebrity Apprentice. If you have not heard their newest album, Celebrity Therapist, you need to get on your streaming service of choice and check that shit out. Go to their band camp, buy that, give them all the money that you can afford. They're an incredible band. It's an incredible album. And they've got a better and bigger 2023 coming up than they did in 2022. 
And their 2022 is already insane. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's nowhere but up for this agenda. I'm just saying. So that's all for me, though. Make sure to be listening to New Metal at all times. Bug everyone you know about it. We're going to get this genre back on. Pop it no matter what happens. Good night. Follow me on Letterboxd.